everybody, and welcome to a special Valentine's edition of the Above the Fray podcast. My name is David White, and I am with Rosie White, the wife. The wife. And we are both really excited because we love to talk about love, and we love to talk about Valentine's Day. And so we, um, we've got a, a special edition today, and we're going to be talking uh, or asking each other some questions I think are going to be a lot of fun. Let me ask the first question. Oh. oh. So you can go first. Oh, okay. So Rosie's going to ask the first question. All right. So the first question is, what was your view of Valentine's Day growing up, and especially as a teenager? So Valentine's Day in my house, my parents were always really, really good about getting us stuff, especially my mom. You know, she'd always get us usually a card or maybe uh, some sweets, some, uh, what are those things, the hearts that um, that really don't taste that great, but they had little things, a little box of those hearts, mm-hmm. candies. Um, and then, of course, you know, you had the uh, proverbial uh Valentine's Day cards you had to hand out to your f- classmates when you're in elementary school, and you know everybody had to to do that. But um, you know when I was a teenager, middle school, high school, um, you know it was it was one of those things where like you wanted like to have a Valentine's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But I never, I don't think I ever had a Valentine's on Valentine's day until I met you. I think Ooh. you were my first real Aww. Valentine. But I remember it was like one of those cringy things in school where like, you know, you'd see the girl walking around with like a huge thing of balloons. Mm-hmm. Right. And she was, um, you know, walking around with that oh, all day. I, or I have forgot the, about that part. Yeah. Or, you know, she'd have a big teddy bear that her boyfriend gave her or something like that. And, you know, my friends would go out with their their boyfriend or their girlfriend. Um, and so it was like one of those things that I, I, I always longed to have a Valentine, uh, but I didn't. And full disclosure, um, and some of you guys who know me from high school, uh, you know, I was really shy in high school. Like I was very, very shy in high school. And so girls scared the heck out of me. Like y'all are scary sometimes. Like mm. you're intimidating. And yeah. um, I don't know if uh, I just wasn't a good good catch or i was just really awkward probably really awkward too Mm. yeah um so anyway yeah so valentine's day for me was just it was like one of those things where i longed to really enjoy it but Mm -hmm. it was not um did you finish yeah well on the note about in high school i do you brought back some memories about valentine's day and people walking around the halls with teddy bears and balloons honestly i was like so glad that wasn't me because i had i would have been so embarrassed to walk around with that so i was like okay whatever i thought it was kind of showy you know but Mm -hmm. i'm growing up uh valentine's i love valentine's day because of course it meant you know, you're getting Valentine's from everybody and, you know, with the kids and it's depending on if there was somebody in school, like elementary, especially, and it was the person you might have had a, you know, a little bit of crush on, whatever, or you wanted to see what all the boys got you because, you know, you're thinking, OK, is there like a double meaning here? That kind of <laughs> stuff. Right. So but anyway, all of that. But it was fun to get the candy. And in um, high school. I really didn't care, honestly, 
that I didn't have a Valentine because my dad used to give just the girls, he would get us a Valentine's treat. You know, it'd be like, probably like you said, a box of chocolate or something like that. And I, he did that for the longest of times, but it was like one year I finally noticed. I'm like, oh, that was so sweet that my dad thought of us, you know, on Valentine's Day, um, us girls. So, I mean, I was content to get that. So so I was your first Valentine? Yes, dear. After after your daddy? Yes, dear. And you real, were mine the after real my mama? significant was that? And you you were mine after my mama? Yes. Okay. All yep, right. Yep. Cool. Cool. So the question number 2 is a lot of fun and I hope I hope that uh I hope that question number one was fun for y'all, and I and I think it's probably gonna take you down memory lane. Uh, for some of us, maybe a little bit more painful than others, <laughs> maybe a little more awkward than others. But, but the second question is, uh, what is your favorite Valentine's Day treat? Dessert, candy, what kind of treat is your favorite? Um, I love chocolate, and I've grown to love dark chocolate. So if you get me. Dark chocolate with nuts, I am not going to complain. But also, if you took me to get some ice cream. Mm -hmm. Now that speaks to me. Yes. She is a Dairy Queen Blizzard fan, I would say. is that Give me, give me any, I I like, give me some ice cream Mm -hmm. with chocolate and brownies in it. Or Butterfinger. Or Butterfinger, anything, chocolate, brownie, all that good stuff. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, definitely speaks to your heart. Mm-hmm. Ice cream does. And I definitely know that. And the dark chocolate and the nuts. I definitely oh, yeah. know that. For me, I love I love donuts, which you don't think of Valentine's Day donuts. But they have a lot of heart-shaped donuts out there. Mm-hmm. And so I do like that. But more than that. Uh, we don't we don't go out to fancy restaurants very much. We we have seven kids, y'all. You don't go out to fancy restaurants. So for me, um, on or around Valentine's Day, to be able to splurge and actually get like a really nice steak, for me is like Valentine's Day. Like a nice meal, uh, especially a nice meal where we get to just sit down with the two of us without any kids. Mm-hmm. That's always a blessing. Some of y'all can say yes to that. You're like, amen. So for me, it's not so much the sweets. It's more the, you know, the something savory, you know, steak and potatoes. And and I am a happy, happy fella. Mm-hmm. All right. So question number three, uh, what's the most romantic thing we've ever done for each other? Okay, so I have to say that we have had some pretty cool Valentine's Days. And it's like we've got five girls, okay? We won't count seven because she's just two. But the older girls just really know how to spoil us. So they've done so many nice dinners for us. Probably maybe with your aiding and abetting, right? <laughs> probably because yes. if if you don't know guys, David's the romantic and I'm just like, okay, that's extra, but it's pretty <laughs> cool. So, um, but you know, one of the things I think is really sweet and romantic and it just sticks out of my mind. And it's not even necessarily even a Valentine's Day thing, but I, I think it's pretty cool. Like every time we have babies which we've had seven of them in the hospital when you will bring me just a dessert that we can share 
mm-hmm. with just us because I think it's, I mean, it's one of those times where I am not feeling beautiful. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Even though it's a wonderful occasion, you just don't feel, you know, lovely or beautiful because you just, you know, anyway. So when mm-hmm. you do that, like, it just makes me feel so special that you would just take the time to spend time with just myself and the new baby and, you know, mm-hmm. bring me a treat. I don't know. It's yes. just really special. And for some reason, it's that. Rosie also has an affinity for carrot cake. Mm-hmm. And so it tends to be she loves carrot cake. If you have a public supermarket near you, then you understand, like, they have really good carrot cake. And so usually it's a big huge slice of carrot cake that we can enjoy together and enjoy that time yeah yes i think the last time you um set you put up tea lights in in the uh, hospital room where we were staying with the baby and we had you know dim the lights and we had uh was it was it i think it was cheesecake this time mm-hmm. yeah so that was pretty cool and we sang happy birthday to mm-hmm. um to seven who you might hear her in the background she's supposed to be asleep it's 10 o'clock at night and she's uh, got a little extra energy tonight. So uh, for me, one of the, this sounds kind of goofy, and some of y'all might, you know, write in to me and say, "How dare you?" But um, one of my most favorite romantic we talk about Valentine's Day uh, ever in the history of Earth mm. was actually on a Wednesday night at McDonald's. Mm. We were I was on staff at a church as youth pastor, and so. We had Wednesday night youth group, so we had to go to youth group. But before we went to youth group, um, we jokingly would always say, wouldn't it be funny to go to McDonald's on Valentine's Day just <laughs> because we think it'd be hilarious, yeah. right? Because nothing screams romance like, you know, a, a quarter pounder with cheese, right? And so we went there before youth group. And um, just before we sat down to eat, it was just Rosie and I. Uh, just before we sat down to eat, Rosie said, I need to use the restroom. And she came back and she sat down. And uh, we prayed for our food and we prayed extra hard for our food because it was McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember uh, when I said, Amen, and I uh, opened my eyes, I looked down, and Rosie had put a pregnancy test right in my line of sight Mm -hmm. and it took me a second to realize like what was going on i'm like what am i seeing you know being a guy can be really you know dense sometimes right and i looked down and it hit me and y'all i started to like freak out in mcdonald's like fortunately it wasn't very crowded like mcdonald's usually aren't very crowded thankfully but i was like freaking out i was so excited and so happy and it didn't matter we weren't uh, you know we could have been at the best restaurant in the whole world it didn't matter at that point we were i was on cloud nine you remember my reaction yes Yes, she says, yeah, yeah, made it. No, but seriously, like, I I was about to, I was about to burst, y'all. I was just so excited. I was dancing around. And, uh, man, yeah, who would have thought that McDonald's would be in the top of my romance departments, right? (laughs) It's funny, David, because, listen, that was like, was it Talia? 
Yeah, that Maybe was number probably. three. Yeah, who just turned eighteen last year? And listen, that was a long time ago. So listen, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> you want me to remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. You you have every right to be tired. Absolutely. So, um, guys, I I know that sounds kind of we have a ton of romantic things what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love romance, I love those things. But um, those just kind of come to the top right now right off the top of my head Mm -hmm. so so rosie what do you love most about me speaking of love what do you love most about me well speaking of love you're just ridiculous (laughs) i don't know if that's good okay (laughs) it's a good thing because i'm like there is no way i feel like i mean i you know i say this all the time but like you're very complimentary like you give me compliments. I'm like, David G, I'm just me. Like, how is that? And I love that. Um, I don't even know, quite understand what you see. You know what I'm saying? What I I see in you. Right. But I think it's pretty cool that you are like that. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. That is cool. I guess. But um, also another thing. I think one of the things I really love, and it's not a romantic thing, but just your passion. And that's probably, this. it's along the same lines because you're passionate about a lot of things and you're passionate about me. You're passionate about, you know, the Lord. It's just, you're a passionate person and it just, it shows and it and you wear it. And that's great because I'm, I'm not so much. I'm more of a internalizer, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I um, I would say that this is a tough because I love just about everything about you. And I would say that I love, and if you heard this probably a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this, but I love just your spirit because where I am like a chihuahua on steroids, mm-hmm. you are just calm and you are steady and I am just bouncing off the wall. Bing, 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 bing. I'm just like going nuts and my brain is going crazy and you're just like, you know, grabbing me and just hold me for a second and say, it's okay, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you an example of this. Uh, we, uh, I started working at the same school, uh, college that Rosie um, was working at and uh, I had come from working and managing a Chick-fil-A. So if you know what a Chick-fil-A is like just as a customer, you can imagine as a manager it's crazy town all the time. You don't ever take a breath. You're just, you go, 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 go. It's a crazy pace. And I had been doing that for three years. Uh, and I had been in ministry before that. And so the pace of ministry, the pace of Chick-fil-A, uh, just crazy town. And then I go and I start working at the college mm-hmm. that Rosie's at. And within like a month and a half, there's winter break. And... I was like, what is this winter break thing? What is this? I went from having like crazy hours, working crazy. All of a sudden, I get two weeks off and I don't have to work. I don't have to go in early or be up late. And the first week I was going crazy, Mm y'all. And I was just like, like really, my brain could not shut off. I didn't know what to do. And I was going bonkers. And Rosie took me out for coffee because she saw this. And she said... You know, honey, I just want you to know it's okay 
that you can relax. This is why you're at the college now. This is why you're working here. And it was just that stability that she has and the stability that you have that I love and I need in my life. And it also transfers over and over to your spiritual walk with the Lord that you are so solid in your relationship with the Lord. And that is so um, reassuring to me as your husband that I love the fact that you don't waver in your relationship with Jesus. Like, it is what it is, and that's mm-hmm. it, bottom line. And that just does my heart so good to know that I have a wife that is so solid in their faith. Thank you. Yeah, of course, sweetheart. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so question number uh, five uh, we actually have six questions today, but I think you'll you'll understand why. Um, being married for almost 25 years, having seven kids, nine if we include Sophie and Andre, which we do, and now being grandparents, how do you and I keep our relationship fresh? How do we keep the fire burning? I think one of the things that we do pretty well, even though... You know, we don't get out, you know, we don't have the, the regular dates like a lot of people do. I think we find time, for the most part, every day to just steal away. Mm-hmm. You know, a, it's a lot of times it might be at the end of the day mm-hmm. where we finally said, good night, kids, we love you. And it's in our room where we'll just, you know, we'll watch something on TV together we'll talk you know I think it's just a matter of finding a connection you know Mm -hmm. catching up on each other uh on each other's day and that sort of thing um one of the things that it's really cool like in the morning to be able to you know do a devotion together and Mm -hmm. pray together those kind of things and even though we don't have those you know big getaways or the you know, the weekly dates and all that other stuff because we're so busy and pulled, you know, each day we mm-hmm. find a way to reconnect. And it it just kind of, it it rejuvenates, it keeps the fire going, I think. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, you've probably heard us if you've heard any of our podcasts, one of the words that I like to use is intentionality. We don't have the regular date nights and the the getaways to exotic locations, even though we'd love that, trust me, because we love to travel and things like that. Um, just right now is not our time, our season for that. But one of the things we are is I think we're very intentional in the time that we spend mm-hmm. together. First of all, this is important. Mm-hmm. We love to spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. When we are apart, we miss each other. Even if it's Rosie going into work all day or me going into work all day, I look forward to being home with her or her coming home or me coming home. I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. And throughout the day, we are texting each other. Uh, because we work at the same place, a lot of times we am each other too. Like, hey, how you doing? And just checking in on each other throughout the day. Um, but there's intentionality there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen. And yes, so for us, exactly. keeping that fire alive is so important. Uh, we have... Uh, two older kids that are at home right now are busy. Uh, One of them works a lot and they're always needing to be picked up and dropped off at work. And 
we like to ride together to do that, mm -hmm. uh, especially after work and we're going to go pick her up. It's eight o'clock at night. You know, one of us could just run over there and pick her up. But we choose to spend that time together. Yep. So anytime we can. And one of the things that we've really made a, a point this year to do is um, to really spend time doing devotions every night. And that's commitment right there. And I'll tell you what, that keeps the fire going. Mm -hmm. When you can connect over the Word of God and then you can spend time praying for each other. That is huge. Yeah, I did want to say, I remember before we were married, we talked about, you know, our views of marriage and the commitment that it takes. And one of the things that we said that divorce is not an option, not mm -hmm. like we were throwing it around anyway or ever thought it was. But what it has done, it has given us a mindset, I believe, at least for myself, is that, you know, if you're married and you're doing life together each day counts so mm -hmm. make it good mm -hmm. so if there is something going on with us that mm -hmm. we need to deal with you know it's like let's take care of it today mm -hmm. if at all possible because right. we want today to be to be the best day mm -hmm. yeah. of our lives together and then the next day to be mm -hmm. the best day Exactly. And when we look at our marriage, one of the things that we really try to do, and I would encourage you to do this, if you are married, I would say do this, try and make your marriage the best marriage it can be on planet Earth. Whatever you have to do to keep the fire burning, do it. Fight for your marriage, fight for love, fight for uh, intimacy, be intentional because I'll tell you what, you guys, that has made a huge difference in our marriage of just making each other priority number one. And let me just say this real quick. We, we have told this to every one of our kids and a couple times a year we reiterate that in my marriage and in our home, Rosie is number one in our home, in our relationship, not my children, mm -hmm. my wife. Yes, God is number one, of course, but I love my wife first, and she loves me first. Mm -hmm. And if we get that order wrong, where I'm putting my kids above my spouse, above Rosie, then my marriage is in trouble, mm -hmm. because all of a sudden, I'm just living through my wife, or my kids, rather. And we get to a point where all the kids are out of the house, and then we don't know who we are anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't know who we are as a couple. And I never want that to be the case. I don't want to have a stranger sleeping beside me at night. I want to have my lover, somebody who I'm intimate with, who loves me, and who you're wildly crazy about. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So the last question is, we have a sixth question. And um, just what advice would we give to people who are looking for love maybe you're listening to this and um maybe you've been married before uh maybe you're single and you're like yeah that's great for you but i'm still kind of waiting for that perfect person to come along what kind of advice would we give to them um wait on the lord for sure uh, don't go out trying to find it you know making up some way and if the lord tells you to do something towards that end to find a husband by all means do it but wait on the lord because i think if you um jump the gun so to speak you're going to get something that you don't really want mm 
in the end. I would mm-hmm. say um, the other thing is, oh, <laughs> the other thing is, what was the other thing? Let me think about it. <laughs> Give me a minute. She was distracted. She was, <laughs> I was cleaning. She was cleaning something off of uh, of the bed and uh, was making noise, and she forgot what she was doing. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I would say, along with what Rosie was just saying, is that um, I would I would definitely commit it to prayer mm-hmm. and let your first priority at this point be to grow in Christ, grow in your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Make that the focus. Yeah. Um, and, and I think what you'll find is is that you're going to mature. Uh, you're going to find yourself really, really maturing. And that God, um, you know, God will, will bring that person along. Yeah. I, I, one of the things I remember experiencing before we knew that we were going to be married is God bringing me to a point in my life where he was number one. Mm-hmm. I didn't need, I didn't need a spouse. I didn't need anybody. Mm-hmm. I knew that if it was just me and God, I was going to have, have peace and contentment in life. Mm-hmm. That was something that he showed me. And then he gave me you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what on earth? It, to me, I was at that point, and then he gave me you. It was like, okay. And I believe that's where God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. So even now, I love you to death. Right. But I understand that, you know, it's God. Right. It's God first. Yeah. And if, if that's all I had, if I if a Job situation ever happened, mm-hmm. and, you know... I'm sure it'll be a struggle. It'll be hard. But, you know, God wants to be number one in our lives. So I would say to the person who is looking for love, trust God that he loves you and that he hears your heart. Right. Mm -hmm. But long for him more than you long for the other. And just keep keep, you know, let the Lord let him let the Lord know what you want. But trust him and cling to him more than anything else. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred, a hundred percent, you guys. To to wait on the Lord, to seek the Lord is so vitally important. And some of us are in that boat where we feel like we're we're you know maybe our our, our biological clock is ticking. Maybe we feel like we're not getting any younger, and we're maybe even getting to the point where we feel desperate about it and. You know, when we're desperate, a lot of times we do silly things, mm-hmm. things that we regret down the road. And I would just say that that is so, that's a very dangerous place to be in because all of a sudden we're going ahead of God. Maybe we're lowering our standards. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're bending in areas that we shouldn't bend in our life uh, sexually. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're, uh, you know, acting in a way that, that doesn't honor God because we're so desperate to find love and I'm here to say seek first the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you the other thing I know this goes more to like the way you present your Mm -hmm. present yourself to the opposite sex Mm -hmm. I believe that your heart and your attitude about life you wear it whether you know it or not Mm -hmm. and sometimes you you know some people carry an 
unapproachableness, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right. And therefore, I think it becomes a barrier for anybody to step into the world, you know. And it's almost like, you know, you say you want it, but then there's a sign that says, back off. Mm-hmm. So, um, but but then, you know, there's there's that balance. You can't be, like, all open. <laughs> right, right. So, um, I would just say, you know, keep a, keep keep a heart that is soft and um should god bring someone your way you know i think one of the things is we've had to learn i mean we learned about like even each other earlier on i think one of the reasons why there's a whole story behind this about why we broke up when we were dating is that sometimes we're looking for like a per- perfect you know, we might be looking for a certain look or a certain X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. That That is just the the bar is too high, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, the person that God wants for us could be in right in front of us, but we don't see him because we have these lofty, what was that? lofty, lofty expect- expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we'll we'll talk more about yeah. the whole topic of love and dating and marriage and relationships uh, down the road in our podcast. But uh, for this week, we just wanted to do something real special, real quickly for y'all. And it's not so quickly anymore. We've been oh, rambling on. Uh oh, <laughs> sorry. We thought it'd be quick. But um, let us uh, wish you a happy Valentine's Day, whether you are single, whether you're married, whether you're dating. Uh, and as we close tonight, I just want to go ahead and just end with a famous passage of scripture which to encourage her. Which is applicable no matter where you're at. In life. Oh, yes, which is applicable no matter what. And I think you know it. If you've been to a wedding ever in the history of earth, you've heard these verses. But let me encourage you with these verses tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting with verse 4. Love is patient and it is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Endures through every circumstance. And these three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. We hope that you know love. We hope that you experience love on this Valentine's Day. That uh, you know the love of God and that God loves you. And we hope that you have an incredible week this week filled with love and uh, that you spend that good time with Jesus this week. Any other thoughts, Rose? No, that's all. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode, this special Valentine's Day episode of Above the Fray with David and Rosie. If you like what you hear, make sure you please share and let other people know about it. All right. Thank you, guys. God bless and have a great day.